0: Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father, the Bible does declare that I will bless the Lord at all times, that his praises shall continually be in my mouth, that my soul shall make a boast in the Lord, the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Lord God, we thank for, oh God, that you know what we have need of before we even ask. You have given us, oh God, oil, oh God, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that we might be called trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord, that God Himself will be glorified. May you be glorified, oh God, on today, because when two or three are gathered together in your name, oh God, you are here in the midst. So, Lord God, let's us get out of the way so you can have your divine way in this place so crown this moment with your authority of your preach word may you oh God inspire the choir oh God that stands behind me Lord Jesus may their voices be like the angels that sing in heaven oh God that say holy 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 is the Lord God almighty may you lead and guide and orchestrate this entire service touch oh God Pastor Brown may he, may he be inspired This a right now word into our hearing as we celebrate you oh God advance that you what you are going to do in this service so we thank you as you send a fresh wind of the Holy Ghost this we ask in Jesus name and all of God's people say hallelujah
1: My black history hero is Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. The reason why is because he fought for blacks and fought for peace on a peaceful basis.
0: My black history hero is my father, Dr. Paul C. Brown Jr. Um, He was the first president of the Medical Lab Association of America. He was the first African American president of that association. So that's my hero.
2: My black history hero is Erinetta Pierce. She's a local um, advocate for African American art here in the San Antonio area. Um, she also has been on many boards in the San Antonio area supporting girls and mostly African American girls.
3: Harriet Tubman is one of my famous black history heroes. She was very courageous. She was determined and she also helped free our slaves. She knew exactly what she wanted to
1: do. She put it into action and she made history. I would have to say my Black History Month hero is Dr. Gladys West. Dr. Gladys West was the mathematician who created the global positioning system. She is my hero because of her ability to overcome adversity. She had a quote that I will paraphrase. Um, It was, I will always do things just right to set an example for the people coming behind her, especially women. That is why Dr. Gladys West is my Black History Month hero.
4: Come on, let's thank God for our heroes throughout history. Come on, we could do better than that for the sacrifice, for the dedication, for the commitment that they have demonstrated over the years, over the decades, over the centuries. We thank God for those who sacrificed on our behalf. And today, today we acknowledge, we just pause to acknowledge um, those who are uh, contributed to our well-being and our Uh, everything that we are, everything that we have has been because of the sacrifices of others. And we ought to thank God because of that. Listen, we don't don't only just thank God for those that are mentioned in in the video. We can mention so many people. And throughout the sanctuary, throughout the church, you have people who who are um, demonstrating or acknowledging those that they feel are heroes, black history heroes, and maybe you have a shirt, a t-shirt on, or something like that. If you if you have a t-shirt on with a black history hero, why don't you stand, 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 stand. We want you to, want you to stand. I want you to, I want you to see who's on their shirt. See who's on their shirt. We acknowledge, we acknowledge those who are who have contributed to history, amen, amen, amen. And we thank God for our very own heroes. We have heroes even within resurrection, amen. We thank God for those who are making an impact, who are doing things, who are being the first at what they do and who are contributing to their community and to others. We thank God for each and every person who is doing a tremendous job in making an impact upon people's lives. We thank God for our hero the angel of this house amen. pastor Ray D Brown amen i told him over at the at the rock campus i thank god for him and that we don't acknowledge it like we could but he is a hero even in ministry amen. that this man of god was able to lead and build such a tremendous ministry like Resurrection, predominantly African-American congregation in a suburb of San Antonio called Shirts, Texas. To build a ministry on a hill and then the city built around that. Okay, y'all missing this thing. Listen, this this is your time to celebrate right there because you helped to make it happen. But it took foresight it took vision to be able to make a move like that and we are all beneficiaries of god using this man of god to be able to lead this congregation in such a way and we ought to thank god for our pastor pastor brown can we thank god for you amen 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 i am looking for another person we have another hero that we want to acknowledge we have another hero we want to acknowledge. I guess we're gonna to have to have a representative. Oh, where she is she? There she is, okay. All right, we have another hero in our midst we're gonna have come up at this time. Listen, today at 5 p.m. over at the Redland campus, we're going to have a showing of a documentary that is focused in on the history of African American music. It is called The Quilt. The quilt, it debuted on last year, but it has been making tremendous headway um, in the cinematic universe, if you will. And it is written and stars our very own Cynthia Gibbs. Come on, we can celebrate. This is one of our heroes making history right now, this Cynthia Gibbs. Cynthia, anything you want to say about the quilt?
3: Um, Hello, everyone. Um, First of all, thank you to my church home, Resurrection, Pastor Brown, Pastor Cobbs, for supporting me with this opportunity to share this film with all of you. Um, I wrote it back in 2020 during the pandemic, and it's called The Quilt, A Living History of African-American Music, my first film that I've ever written and uh, starred in, as Pastor Cobbs mentioned. Um, But it has already won nine films festivals across the country so it is truly a blessing to be able to share this with all of you and hope you can come back out this evening at five o'clock
4: amen amen Amen, amen. come on I'm taking a picture with her now because when she goes to the Academy Awards (laughs) Me and Pastor Brown are going to be there as your spiritual support. Right. Amen. <laughs> God bless you. Come on, let's thank God for our sisters, Cynthia Gibbs. <laughs> amen. Amen. We are making history here at Resurrection, and we are so grateful. Listen, this is the day that the Lord has made, and we ought to rejoice and be glad in it. Anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord one more time? if you are with us for the very very first time we encourage you to take out your phone and text the word guest to 830-689-8074 we want to make sure we get to know you a little better and want to make sure you know more about resurrection listen do you all see this choir behind me don't they look good i'm going to get out the way because I stand in the need of worship on today. Anybody else stand in the need of worship on today? Okay, y'all don't fool me now. Anybody stand in the need of worship? Can we stand to our feet and get ready to worship? This mass choir is gonna come at this time and then after that, we are going to hear from our pastor, Pastor Ray Brown as he continues his sermon series. God bless you.
2: about six more seconds to just Come and bow your heads with me. Father, we are grateful for this privilege. In fact, pray with me. Say these words with me. Father, thank you for my neighbor who stands next to me on either side. Bless all those who are around me. And don't forget about me. Even me, Lord. Even me. Let your drops of mercy, let your light shine on me. Spirit of the living God, shine on me, live in me, breathe in me, move in me, have your way. I need to hear a word, Lord open it up for me. Bless my neighbor. Bless my family. Bless my neighborhood. Let me walk out of here never the same. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you believe that prayer right now, just give God praise. Amen. I don't need much. I just need some drops fall on me come on give this choir and these praise singers some love man that was good I honestly feel like just giving the invitation because I don't know if I'm adequate enough to stand amen I'm just gonna let the word speak for itself amen we we're so glad and delighted to see you I know that some of you are packed up in here some people may be in the overflow Um, suffice it to say Uh, that um, on Easter our service times are going to be 8 o'clock here, 9.30 at The Rock, 11 o'clock here, and then 12 o'clock at The Rock. Four services. Come on, give God praise for that. Um, And the Sunday after Easter our services are going to be 8 o'clock here, 9.30 Rock, 11 o'clock here. Y'all do know I'm a little bit older than I used to be, right? Amen. But all of my help comes from the Lord. Y'all don't even know that. Don't even try to play it. Don't you? I'm gonna come over there and play it in a minute if you don't. All of my needs that I, amen. Some of y'all, have... there you go. We used to march in on that. I would show you how to march, but my I got a bum leg right now. But you know how we march, you know. Anybody come from the church that used to march in? One, two, three, four, five. I don't see nobody over there. Them young people talking. About, they used to march in church. Yes, the choir used to march in with robes. They'd have a robe check. Amen. We used to fight over robes. That's my robe. Who the choir president? Well, <laughs> by the time we get through marching in in church, you've already had one hour of church, and you got two hours to go. Y'all spoiled. Amen. Look at today we say it's his fault. Amen. Amen. I just don't want to be in church all day. I'm, I know I'm going to be in heaven for eternity, so we don't have to spend that much time right here. Amen. Amen. The Bible does say, let my people go. It's in there. You read it. Exodus. <laughs> chapter 3. Okay, listen, listen, listen. There is a word from the Lord. Amen. Thank you, musicians. Y'all are excellent, man. If I could, I'd hire y'all. Oh, that's right, y'all did. (laughs) Amen. These are some professionals, ain't they? These guys right here, they're just excellent. I love you. I really do, and I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I want to your attention and read into your hearing from the Old Testament book of Joshua chapter 2. Joshua chapter 2 and I want to read into your hearing verse 1 just verse 1 from the New Living Translation of the Word. Hear the Word of God. Then Joshua secretly sent out two spies from the Israelite camp at Acacia Grove and he instructed them scout out the land of on the other side of the Jordan especially around Jericho and so the two men set out and came to the house of a prostitute named Rahab so the two men set out came to the house of a prostitute named Rahab that's the bible that's I'm not making this up, two men set out and came to the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there that night. The Word of God for the people of God, praise be to God. I want to tag this text today with this title, Moving Forward Despite Your Past. Look at your neighbor and say, I want to move forward despite my past. Come on and encourage your neighbor and say, you can move forward despite your past. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. (laughs) No matter where you are, how old you are, how great your struggle, how incredible your odds, how formidable your opposition, as long as you are breathing you can still move forward despite your past. And that's our focus today as we shed our somatic spotlight on a woman by the name of Rahab. She saved her life, the life of her family and redeemed her entire future simply by making her mess her message. We meet her in Joshua 2 in the previous chapter, Joshua 1. Joshua had been given the assignment of leading the nation of Israel into the place of promise. and While they wandered wandered in the wilderness for 40 years, an entire generation perished. They perished because they believed what they saw and not what God said. 40 years later, they're now back to the same place and God gives them another chance. I need to pause right there and just say he's the God of another chance. He gives them a chance this time to go in once more and possess what he had already promised. They're standing on the banks of the Jordan River, but before they move forward, Joshua 2 and 1 says that he secretly sent two spies. Some things you got to do in secret. Everybody can't handle where God is taking you. Everybody can't handle your vision. And so he secretly sent them out and said, now go look over the land, especially over there in Jericho. I'm going to give you the context so you can appreciate the content. Because you do know a context that's taken out of text. A A text without a context ain't nothing but a pretext. So here it is, 40 years earlier. Moses sends 12 spies to do reconnaissance. Ten brought back a negative report and only two brought back a positive report. Those two were Caleb and Joshua. They brought back the report that suggested the Israelites should go in and take it at once. But the ten, the majority, when voting time came, the ten outvoted the two. And they testified, it's not possible. They gave a negative report, a report that evoked so much fear that the people cowered from the promise of God and ended up dying in the desert. But this time around, remembering what had happened last time, instead of sending 12, Uh Joshua sends two. Uh Now, it may not make sense to you, but listen, this is the lesson. Uh, Somebody in this place right now already got it because you know what it's like to blow your chance the first time. Somebody can testify. Just keep looking straight. You blew your chance the last time. You surrendered the last time around. You, you, you gave in to doubt the last time around. You did what you wanted to do instead of what you needed to do the last time around. And I think that the Lord is speaking to you and saying when he gives you this second chance, don't do the same thing that you did the last time. Joshua is now downsizing. He, he downsized the number of members on the reconnaissance team from 12 to 2 because he did not want to repeat in this generation the same mistake made in the last generation. Man, I wish I had just a little bit more help because we got to be careful about the mistakes we make in our generation that they're not repeated in the next generation. People wonder why you pause in America to celebrate black history. Here it is because there's a generation that we want to move forward despite the past. I wish I had some help here. There were some mistakes made in previous generations, and we want to make sure that we get past them in this next generation. So, and so he, here it is right here. you got to understand, I believe the Lord is saying clearly to us uh, that in this moment, the answer to many of our questions and the solution to our problems are in us and with us. There are things within our power right now to make a difference. The education of our children, the safety of our communities, the ability to create wealth, these are not solely responsibilities of the government. Let me just pause. Stop waiting for the government to give you something. Go on out there and make something. And and you ought to get bold with it. Some stuff you can't, if you can't make it, then take it. You got to take the kingdom sometimes by force and, and it's a mistake to assume that a politician can be your savior. I, wow. Nobody is responsible for your life but you. Can I get some more witnesses here? Joshua sent two and not twelve because he didn't want to make the same mistake in this generation that was made in the last generation and he directed them to give special attention to Jericho because Jericho was the gateway to the land that had been promised. It wasn't a big city. Matter of fact, it was roughly twelve acres in size. That's the entire size of the acre of land that we own at this campus. That's Jericho. Imagine walls, we're we on 12 acres. Imagine walls around the 12 acres. That's, that's the walls, the walls of Jericho. That's why they could walk around the walls. That's a whole nother sermon. That's not this sermon, but. The walls were something though. Ston- fortified stone walls sealed tight after each day. And built into the walls was a speakeasy owned by Rahab. Her boom, boom, room. Uh, I thought I was at the church campus, I'm sorry. Some of y'all acting like y'all at the Stone Oak area, you know. Sung some old school songs, Think I could get y'all ready for this, okay? Rahab's speakeasy was built into the walls. Jericho was a small city. Being small, that meant everybody knew everybody, and everybody knew Rahab. They knew who she was, and they knew what she uh, <laughs> They knew all about it, they knew what she did. Even the king. When the king know you, <laughs> he didn't have to get on Facebook, he didn't have to get on the internet, he, oh yeah, Rahab, yeah, she over there. Verse 2 says, it's in the Bible, but someone told the king of Jericho, some Israelites have come here tonight to spy the land, so the king sent orders to tell Rahab, it's in the Bible, it's right. Verse 2, bring out the men, Rahab, who have come into your house, for they have come here to spy the whole land. Now, now, I don't need to tell you that this text is jam-packed with the unexpected because the spies had been sent by their prophet leader on a life-threatening mission to a strange and dangerous land, and the only safe place in the entire city was not the house of prayer. but the house of a prostitute. I, you got to be bold to preach this, I'm serious. I, I'm sitting there trying to figure out what other word, I even looked in a the thesaurus and I, I put the word in and it just kicked it back out and said, we don't use words like this. And <laughs> prostitute. Spies went to Rahab's house. That's a, that's a sermon right there, Rahab's house. And there's no hint that she ever considered going anywhere else because at the prostitute's house, it was the safest place in the entire city. I mean, after all, think about it, visits of unknown men to Rahab's house at all times of night did not raise eyebrows, it did not provoke any suspicion, the only place in the city... Where they could find where they all didn't have to act alike, talk alike, they didn't have religious language that they had to try to figure out. It was not the house of prayer, y'all, it was the house of a prostitute. And, and, And hear me when I say this, that the tragedy of the contemporary church for today is that often we're known more for what we reject than what we accept. Somehow we forgot that the scandal of the incarnation was that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, y'all, and that the God that we serve identifies with the least, the lost, the last, the little, the left over, the left out, and the looked over, and the let down, and that God has called us all into the ministry of reaching out to anybody and everybody, no matter where they come from, no matter who they are, no matter what they are, no matter what they have, and no matter what they don't have, but to reach them with the love of god can i get somebody who said i was in that number these spies were not in the house of prayer but to the house of a prostitute because there was no other place including religious institutions for these strangers to find safe haven and perhaps the demands of rahab's profession helped her develop a virtue of acceptance so much that she wanted to help them She wanted to save the spies. But she understood that I can't save the spies until I first accept the spies. Y'all missing, y'all, y'all, y'all. We 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 try to clean fish up before we catch it. Folk don't come to the church already fixed, they come broken. That's why they in the church in the first place. I need some people that came here broken and, 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 and you found out that he's, yeah, he, he, he's a heart fixer. He's a mind. I need somebody who will say, yes, he is a mind wrecking, that he's, he's a healer. He's a lifter. He can wipe your tears. He, he can make you whole. You could be down. He'll lift you up. You can be out. He'll bring you back. And I need somebody to say, yes, he is. Go on and encourage your neighbor and say, that's the kind of God I serve. The lesson for us here today is that you can't save anybody until you first accept somebody. This text reminds us to accept people as they are. Somebody was, I, I gotta, can I, let me just preach it. You, you know, you, you, you can make up your mind whether you wanna come back next week or not. <laughs> Easter's in a few days, I'm sure you're gonna be somewhere. I was in the office and the pastor was talking about the kind of people he don't let become members of his church. Homosexuals, this and that. I'm like, wait a minute, wait, wait, whoa, 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 Let people come as they are. It ain't my church to tell you what you can do and what you people ask, well, do you got gays in your church? Probably do, and probably got some adulterers too. And keep looking straight. Don't nobody'll know what you are, who you are. We like to point out people's sin. We like to put some felony sins, and you got uh, 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 your sin is a felony. And, and, and you, what's the other one? You, yeah, you can't even say misdemeanor without saying Mister. <laughs> the Bible says we all have sin and come short of the glory of God. All have sin. We come in here. We are sick. That's why we come into the hospital. Salvation is a hospital for the sin sick. Listen, my name is Ray Brown. I'm a sinner saved by God's grace. I'm not saved because I I can preach and because I can sing and because I go to church. I'm saved because Jesus died on the cross for my sin. Is there anybody else saved by his grace? If I was saved because I'm good, I have to get down the altar right now. I messed up. I probably messed up on the way to this service, and you did too. Don't you look at me funny. Some of y'all was mad because somebody jumped in front of you on your way to church. But thanks be to God that I got saved, I'm sealed, I'm sanctified, and I'm on my way. I wish I had somebody who could shout and say, Pastor, that's my testimony. So before you try to change me, accept me. Before you try to fix me, at least get to know me. Before you have any commentary on me, at least understand what I had to come through in order to become the person that I am. We're not clear as to why Ray have made this choice of profession, but, but it may be at least partially because of some harmful, horrific, hurtful relationship in her past. After all, you got to remember, she was not part of a culture where women were highly valued. And therefore, we should not miss the not-so-small irony that Rahab is there for a community of people who have never been there for her. It's easy for hurt people to hurt people. But something divine happens when scarred people decide to help people. Y'all, that's what makes the church so special. We are wounded warriors. You, You got wounds, but you're helping somebody else with their, I wish I had somebody here. Rahab took them in and somehow word got out that there were men in her house, that there were spies in her house. And Rahab has a tough decision to make, one that would either be beneficial or detrimental to her future. On one hand, she faced obey the king, Surrender the spies and stay stuck in the lifestyle that I have. On the other hand, put my trust in an invisible God, risk high treason, hide the spies, and hope for a better future. Eight times her name appears in sacred scripture, six out of the eight she's referenced by her name and her occupation. She's called Rahab the harlot. Rahab the prostitute, Rahab the whore, and for my ghetto members, Rahab the hoe. Keep looking straight, some of y'all just woke up, yeah. what did he say? This will not be played on the radio, I promise you. You got to come to church to get this, amen. Listen. <laughs> Don't you young preachers ever try that, ever, either. I didn't been here long enough. They they used to me. Listen, my homiletical suspicion when I look at this is that she's been in this thing so long that she's become known for what she was in. She had to literally live with a label anybody here, don't raise your hand, this is rhetorical, anybody ever had to live with a label? That people define you for what you did last and not for what you're doing now? It's hard to outlive a label. When people, I'm preaching to somebody who tragically had to learn how to live with labels that other people have put on you for years. You were tagged with a title, you were inscribed with an imprint a long time ago, and you've endured it so long that suddenly you lived up to or down to the inscription that somebody else put on you. And I wonder how many are listening to me right now who have accepted the label for your life that keeps you frozen in failure desperately dysfunctional, spiritually stalled, because if you're not careful, you can be in something so long that you become known for for what you're in. And no doubt, she didn't start that way. If we could roll back the clock, her life, if we could speculate, was like any other little girl's life. Little girl who just longed for her father to look in her eyes and tell her that she's beautiful and that he loves her. A mother who would be tender and supportive and tell a girl, I got your back. I'm always in your corner. And hear me when I say this, y'all, because when those things are missing or marred in a little girl's life, that same girl grows into adulthood looking for something or someone to feel the insufferable void that's inside of her soul. The dialogue in the text to which we are privy to suggest that despite who she was, she was not who she wanted to be. Amen. Captured by the history of her past, she was still pulled by the possibility of a different future. She's not innocent. She'd made some insidious choices, but my guess is that what she did on the outside was not who she was on the inside. Can can y'all help me here? Hear me well, because inside of her, I believe was the dream of a different kind of life. Inside of her was the hope of a future filled with promise and not just pain. And maybe there's somebody who's sitting next to you. That's why I had you to pray for your neighbor. Because it could be the person who's sitting next to you who feels today uh, that same way she felt. And if by chance I'm talking to you, I want to bless you real quickly. I need you to understand. Just keep looking straight. But here it is. Y'all ready? Here it is. That God is the God. The God whose glory I'm proclaiming right now. He's a God who looks beyond your faults and sees your needs. He's the God. who looks beyond your wounds and sees your words he's a God who looks beyond your problems and sees possibility he looks beyond your shame and sees your story he looks beyond your mess and finds you a miracle God is not focused on who you have been but on who you can become so don't let labels limit you don't let what others call you become what you call yourself no matter what you've been, where you've been, and who you've been. God is in the business of redemption. God can empower you to outlast, to outlive, and outpace all of that stuff. And so the question begs, how was Rahab able to move forward despite her past? I'm glad to be able to tell you real quickly, here it is. She believed in God. Look at your neighbor and say, she believed God. Shuffling spies through her house to find a hiding place, climbing up a ladder through the roof, hiding them in stalks of flax, stalks of grass, covering them up. The king's messengers are looking for them, and she tells them, oh, oh yeah, they escaped. Okay, y'all. Verse 9. The kings met, uh, uh, they're, they're pursuing uh, uh, them. Rahab goes to the rooftop with the refugees, and she says to them after they leave I, Listen, I know that the Lord has given you this land. I, I know something nobody else knows. I, and, 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 and great fear is on us, so that all who live in this country are melting with fear because of you. Fear? Yeah, yeah, fear. Verses 10 and 11, because we've heard 40 years ago something happened. I didn't go on Facebook, I didn't check on my Instagram, I didn't look in the social media, but 40 years we heard that the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea. Uh-huh and you came out of Egypt and when we heard that our hearts melted with fear and you got to understand y'all 40 years the story was told 40 years ago but passing from one generation to another the story of how God had delivered the Israelites had somehow made its night made its way into Canaanite territory and into the house of a prostitute and she remembered And that story, y'all, was the basis for hope, y'all. That's why every single Sunday I try to tell the same story in a different way. Can I tell it real quickly to you? I can give you the whole sermon that I'm preaching about. That Jesus came, that Jesus lived, that Jesus died, and that Jesus rose, and that Jesus lived. That's the whole story. It's an old story, but you got to believe. And once you believe that story... Don't get it twisted, y'all. Because if you are a sincere servant of God, here's why that story was so, that's why she heard it and believed it and she it kept repeating itself. When you are a sincere follower of Christ, people will know your name. Okay, heaven will know your name. But not only will your name be known in heaven, Your name will also be known in hell. And that's why you can't be surprised when hell breaks loose in your life. Because if you are a follower of Christ, the enemy knows that he's got to do something to stop you. Because if he leaves you alone, some stuff is about to change. Look at your neighbor and say, that's why stuff keep changing around me. She remembered a 40-year-old story that gave her hope in God. Could the God for that delivered them deliver me? Could, could the same God that allowed them to walk on in wet places on dry ground, Order my steps, could, could, could there be enough mercy, enough grace, enough, enough power, enough favor in, in this God to make a way for me if I make a way for them, to, to cover me if I cover them, to deliver me if I deliver them. Could this God redeem me if I rescue them? And in that moment I believe that's when she decided to believe in God. To believe with, watch this, Sneed, no evidence other than what she heard. Oh, 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 I feel like running. I wish I, I could run right now. She only believed it because of what she heard. Y'all, y'all missing that. That's, that's Old Testament. She believed because of what she heard. Can I go to New Testament? Paul writes to a church in Rome and says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. C- can I read it further? How can they hear? Without a preacher. And I ain't talking about somebody who's giving you some Oprah Winfreyism. We We like to be here. We like preachers that give us a, a, a motivational speech. I'm not that kind of preacher. I'm trying to give you the Bible. It's not. The Bible shows us that seeing. It's not the seeing that causes us to believe. But it's the believing that allows us to see. And Rahab wasn't even an Israelite. She's the first Canaanite to express faith in God and she was able, y'all. She was able to move forward because she believed. Yeah. Amen. Can I give you one more? Yeah. But then she was also able to move forward because she had an eye towards the future. Right. You got to give her props because in verse 12, she says, swear to me, by God, Netric that that you will show kindness to me if I show kindness to you. She she had to be she had to be ethnic. And listen, I'm gonna do something for you. But if I protect you, you gotta protect me. Come on, y'all, y'all help me. Got you covered but she's leveraging a deal she's she wants she, she want to make sure okay let me just be real okay what's in it for me look at your neighbor and say pass off the chain today listen listen here she leverages a deal that forces the spies to break with traditional rules of engagement a deal that elevates her life, a deal, that alters the life of her family in the present and the future. And you got to admire her because even in a desperate situation, she was still savvy enough. And she had enough wisdom to be able to see, I got some options here I need to explore. And y'all, here it is. The reason why many of us miss our blessing is because sometimes the way we want God to give us our blessing. You just need to be able to say, anyway, you bless me. I'll be satisfied. See, 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 many of us, we, we, the reason why we miss our blessing is not because the blessing is not there, it's that our eyes are not opened wide enough to see how God is trying to bring it to you. You've already decided that God's got to do it this way and through that person and at that time and by this mean when God chooses to do it that way and through that person at that time and through that means and we miss it because we're so fixed on how we think God is going to do it and we miss how God actually does it. You've got to have an eye open for all your options. You've got to see everything that's available to you at any given time. That was Rahab's strength. She was able to see in this one encounter that it was larger than its present problem, that it had striking implications for her future. She had an eye toward the future, y'all. Not towards the past, but towards the future. Too many of us are still living in the past. We are already in February 2024, and some of y'all are still in March 2023 too many of us are living in the past you've got to build for the future one writer said life can be understood looking backwards but it can only be lived looking forward that's what you've got to do look at your neighbor and say you've got to be forward focused that's a new quote you've got to be focusing your focus has to be forward that's where this ministry is I'm glad you're here today to all of our guests. Can I introduce you to what this ministry is all about? We're not shackled by our past. Some people think that you shouldn't celebrate black history no more. No, no. We're not celebrating it because we're shackled to the past. It's because we're trying to move forward into the future. We, we, we've still got some stuff to overcome. I, 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 listen, listen, we're building towards the future, y'all. And by the grace, we're building towards the future by the grace of God. That's the history of this church. We move, we, this church moved several times. By the time I got here, in its seventh year, it was on Kitty Hawk Road. In its eighth year, it was on 1518 in Shirts. Nine years later, we moved on Live Oak Road. 10 years later, we opened up another campus on Thousand Oaks and Redland. And we're not just moving and building. We're getting ready to renovate all this. I don't know where we're going to worship in the next few months because they're going to have to gut all this stuff out to expand because y'all keep bringing y'all cousin and them and yeah. your auntie and them and your friends and your neighborhood because we're trying to take the kingdom. We've got an agenda. We've got a kingdom agenda. The kingdom can't be contained in just small buildings. The kingdom, last time I checked, can't be located just by geography. The king, I wish I had some help here. The kingdom is too big for that. Our vision is to develop followers of Christ who share the love of Christ so that the world can see what's possible when you dare to trust God and work cooperatively to build a better future. Somebody ought to say, Move forward, Pastor. Man, I thought you couldn't tell me nothing when we moved on 1518. Metal building, not one classroom. Bought 12 acres and shirts. Built this. Then you, yeah, I'm just being, can I show y'all my humanity? Couldn't tell me nothing. (laughs) Nothing. I was playing golf with some preachers, trying to tell them what we was building, and say, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then when we finally built, they said, whoa. And then my spirit began to, to feel something for the members who were moving out there off of 281 and 1604. And we looked at some places, and uh, some things didn't work. Then we stopped looking. one of the guys who was working the the microphone equipment who was trying to get back in my good graces (laughs) from the sunday before his name is carl (laughs) said pastor did you hear i said hear what there's a building over there off of 1604 i said hey really I said, the Lord sure works in mysterious ways. And even after we were approved millions of dollars, still couldn't get it because the church wasn't ready to move out. It took us three years, and then once we bought it, they still weren't ready to move out. So we bought the building and rented it to them. Y'all don't hear me. (laughs) They paid the note for a whole year. God is a God. You can't decide how you want God to bless you. You got to just say, anyway, you bless me. I'll be sick. Anybody ever had a anyway blessing? Yes, blessings on top of blessings. Somebody... <laughs> here right now I can say pastor I know what it is to get a crazy blessing and so if you don't mind pause your message because I got the pause to give God a crazy praise. I shouldn't be here. My marriage shouldn't have worked. This shouldn't have happened. I shouldn't be in the job I'm in. I shouldn't be getting the paycheck I have. I shouldn't be living in the neighborhood I'm living in but God just won't stop blessing me and any way he blessed me I'll be satisfied. You trying to push me too fast, you are trying to push me too fast, but if I, if I had to go there I would say we got a charge to keep yeah. and a God to glorify, yeah. an example to set and a community to build and a generation to raise and crises to abate, problems to solve and questions to answer and families to fix and people to encourage and songs to sing and lessons to teach and sermons to preach because we're building. Yeah towards the future bring it down bring it down no limits no boundaries no limits some people are in this room right now when we were trying to name the rock i'm just talking i'm just talking can can i just share we didn't know what we wanted to call it we were gonna you know what is resurrection just call it resurrection i said no it has to have its own identity and the first name i came up with they all shot it down all ten of the other ones I only had two <laughs> and it wasn't even Belinda she was on the other side raise your hand Belinda don't no, don't do that I said let's call it the church without limits ah that church without limits but I, I realized the reason why I wanted to do that because I wanted to it to have a name to show people that there's no limit to what God can do yeah I wanted to name a church without limits that was 12 years ago and we were gonna be the first church with the name Church Without Limits now there's a church called Church Unlimited uh, yeah see what happens sneak a sneak when the when the ten shoot down the two <laughs> see, now we're the rock <laughs> because he said upon this rock I'll build my church Redland Oaks campus the rock and we're over in that area God is blessing Because God will give increase There's no limit to what God can do Somebody ought to just shout and say I see increase. I don't even know who this message is for right now Rahab saved her life by risking her life Her willingness to move forward despite her past saved her family, saved her. She saved her life by risking her life. And and you got to get this, y'all, that other people need you to be more than what you are right now. When you tell people that you are part of resurrection, you need to tell them, I'm here because of you. You don't even have to be a member of this church, but I want to be able to make a positive change in your life. You know, sometimes we're so busy about trying to fill up buildings that we forget that the work is not in here. The work is out there. I look at all these mega churches filling people up and, and, and giving, you know, uh, but what are the people doing when they leave? Are we just creating more cults or are we really raising disciples? Our mission is to develop disciples. People are spiritually illiterate. They don't even know what's in the Bible. They quote stuff and make it up stuff and say that the Bible says, no, that ain't in the Bible. And then when they do get the scripture right, they don't even have the context right. Well, well. You need to be bigger in your thinking. Your, your job is to be bigger in your heart and in your spirit, not narrow and not bitter. Other people need you to be bigger because somebody looking at you to be an example. That's what Rahab did. She believed in God with an eye towards the future, but then she accepted no limits on her life. Say no limits. limits. Here's how you know she accepted no limits, because she transcended the social expectations of her culture and her time. Gender should have demanded that she acquiesced to a male king. Class should have demanded that she bow down to this king. Occupation well, should have dictated that out of sh- mere shame, yeah. she backed down. Mm-hmm. But she steps up, yes, she steps up, uh-huh. puts her hands on her hips. <laughs> now Joshua, two spies, are who- she has determination in her heart, and she's, listen, she's undaunted by past failure, by social expectations, uh-huh. she's, 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 she's ready for it. <laughs> Y'all, we keep praying and asking God to do something, and yet when God does it, we ain't even ready for it. Amen. But here, I'm gonna bless you real quickly. I, 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 when I got to this point, this is the point where I said, I wanna bless this church, Lord help me, and here it is. You don't have to wait for another season. Because if you're breathing in this hour, if you're sitting in this moment, this is your season. You got to just claim it in your spirit. Stop waiting for your season. That You ought to be talking, this is my moment, this is my season, this is my time, this is my hour. When you walk out of here, you ought to say, whatever is in front of me, that's my assignment. Whatever God has put me in, if he's put me in this place, this is my place. If you are a member of this church with all its flaws, flaws and all, this is why people leave churches, because they leave it, when they get in it, they they see the flaws and they leave flaws and all you are here for a reason maybe God put you here to help some of these flaws get mended to help us iron out some stuff and straighten out some stuff you need to say wherever God has put me that's my place I'm not going to live my life in a holding pattern I'm going to take advantage of what's right in front of me right now because God made you more than common God made you more than ordinary God made you extraordinary God never meant for you to be defeated please and deleted. God never meant for you to live life frustrated and aggravated and irritated and humiliated. God does not mean for you to be oppressed and suppressed and repressed and depressed. God created you to win. God created you to be a conqueror. God created you for dominion. You are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. You are a victim and victor and not a victim. You, You are of God and the joint ear of Jesus Christ you are somebody look at your neighbor and say you somebody um, I'm just about through because an ordinary action extraordinary action came from an ordinary woman you ought to say to yourself if God can use Rahab I'm. I'm. I I'm, wait for it. This is the shouting part. If God can use Rahab, God can use me. We don't even know the name of the king. We don't even say the king's name. But everybody knows Rahab. Actions of the kings are long forgotten, but the names and uh, the kings come and go. They're, they're, they're gone. Kings and kingdoms still pass away. But there's something about his name. And y'all do know that Rahab is part of the name of of y'all. You trace the genealogy of Jesus. Because when you fast forward through the blood generation all the way, I wish I had some help here. It links up to a little baby that was born in Bethlehem. But I don't want to get ahead of myself because she accepted no limits. She was able to seize the moment. That's my last point because her forward momentum was not the result of a lifetime commitment to a cause. She spontaneously sees this, y'all. And, and, and she does something great, something that was high-tech at the time. Here's what she does. Listen, by seizing the moment, she realized that opportunities for greatness could come in the blink of her eye. Here's what she does. She lets the spies down with a rope a red rope through her window. The rope was the instrument of their salvation. The rope was a rope hanging from above. Now fast forward. Chapter 6, verse 24. Israel is attacking Jericho. And she had already made a deal. She had already leveraged a deal. And while they're attacking, the only person spared is Rahab and her family. And they were spared because they were able to identify her. They identify her because a a rope hung. I'll wait for it. Y'all got the video, come on. A rope was hanging. We wait, come on, press the button. There you go, yeah. A rope was hanging. I know y'all got it. I sent it to you. Her family was saved because a rope was, y'all ain't getting this, because a rope from above. The instrument that saved her was a rope from above. Y'all not getting this. Somebody can identify this because you were delivered. You got saved. You, You are at peace right now. You are whole because the God above you let down a rope of redemption. I'm going to let y'all finish preaching this thing. Pastor, what are you talking about? It came down through 42 generations and then it ended up with a baby born in a barn in Bethlehem wrapped in rags, sleeping in hay. An Amber Alert was issued when he got lost in the temple. But when they got down to the altar, the little boy had to say, didn't you not know that I've got to be about my father's business and I've got to work while it's day? Because when the night comes, no man can work. The God above sent him down below. Can I tell the story? He was arrested in Gethsemane, arraigned without an attorney. He was crucified on a cross. The God above sent him down below. And in a moment, he gave up the ghost. Didn't he do it? He died, didn't he die? But one Sunday morning, God went to the great site and raised him up with all power in his hands. I'm through preaching. But if I could testify right now, I'd say I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despair cry and from the waters he lifted me safe am i i gotta go y'all but choose him trust him lean on him and step into your future you need to run and chase your destiny because all you need This is it.
4: What an on time word from the Lord that we heard today. Thank you so much for encouraging us through the preach word. Perhaps there is someone today who wants to place their faith in God through his son Jesus. We tell you each week it is really as simple as A, B, C. A is admit that you need God and without him you are lost in sin. B is believe that Jesus is the son of God and died for your sins and see, confess that Jesus is your Savior and Lord of your life. Now, if that is you, or you are a believer and in need of a church home, we encourage you right now to text the word JOIN, J-O-I-N, to 830-689-8074. And one of our sharers will get with you immediately and let you know how you could be a part of the Resurrection family. If you text that word, Today we welcome you and we thank God for you. Now, before we go, we once again want to thank each and every one of you for your continued support of this ministry. You can continue to sow good seed into good soil by giving electronically through PushPay. Just text RBC one to seven seven nine seven seven. Follow the instructions to give today, or you can mail it in or drop it off to our shirts location. Finally. We want to make sure we never lose sight of who we are and what we do. Our vision statement for the church sums it up. If you don't mind, wherever you are, say it with me. We are servants of Christ, developing followers of Christ who share the love of Christ. Now go forth and have a
2: blessed week.
5: You
1: can come on down, praise the Lord. Amen, praise God. Is there anyone else? We are a family. I want to tell you, and our pastor said it, we are not perfect. But we love each other, and we're here to support. see your text come through now this is a part of the service you may be seated well all of us can participate even if you're not a member we take all blessings because it's going to the Lord and he recognizes when you're given we worship with the word we worship in song and we worship worship with the preach word. Because of your continued commitment to the Resurrection Baptist Church family, we are able to do the things we do with the community, abroad, which is international and other places. We're able to do the small things that we do in the community and we're able to bless and we're able, because of Passion's vision, to remodel our church. I told him, take his time. <laughs> we need you.
2: Can you turn my mic on? It's Carl. Where Carl is? I ran Carl off and put him in the sermon. <laughs> All right. Listen, give God some praise. Thank you. Traleesh. Did you, did you say even if you're a sinner, you could give an offering? That means everybody can give. Amen. Amen. Um, that means everybody. Okay. See, y'all look at it. All of us are sinners saved by grace, right? Amen. So we're all in the same boat. Um, <laughs> I wanted to laugh when you said that. Uh, because, um, listen, I, first of all, I love to see how our ministers are maturing. Um, she has not been a minister very long, and shes I thank God for her spirit. <laughs> Amen. Traleesh loves her church, loves her pastor, and we're praying for you. You never know what it takes for a person to come to church and you fought through and you're here. um, I want to say to this church right now, and I should say it in the last service as well. First of all, I want to thank you for what you have done in your faithfulness, in your support of serving, of giving, um, of praying for your church and for your pastor. We would not be the church we are without your participation. And I want to encourage you because of the gifts that you have given, your tithes and your offering, and trusting and i pray that many of you who have not caught that that you will that you will catch that Did y'all, you don't so whenever this part of the service y- y- media whenever this part of the service keep the giving um app and number and stuff on the screen so it can reinforce what i'm saying okay amen amen you yeah, press the, that the other button the other button <laughs> amen so when i first got to this so when i first came as a pastor uh, how long ago was that 30 30, (laughs) 34 years ago. 34 years ago, not 35, 34. We'll do the math anyways, 30 some odd years ago. I used to could turn on everything. I can't turn on everything now. I got to have at least 10 people just to turn on all that stuff. But guess what? And I, I shared this, we had over 20 people in our new members class this past Wednesday, 20 plus live and streaming and um what a church you are that even in the beginning of the year there's so much momentum that god has given us we're not even in easter yet and i wanted to stand here right now to thank you for what you've done amen and um, i'm gonna release you now because yeah it's it's just biblical let my people go it's it's biblical i'm gonna release you some of y'all already as i'm talking right now making reservations i see you over there you know telling your neighbors uh, uh, I'll meet you over at Boyd's Barbecue, by the way, you need to go by there. Mm-mm-mm. Boyd's Barbecue. So when I say that, some people started looking down immediately. Um, that's one of our members who has a barbecue spot. I'm not doing that just because I'm trying to plug her, but because that's, the Spirit just put that on my mind. I just feel it in my heart to go by there. Amen. And, um, mm-mm-mm. And just, just be a, be a blessing. Amen. Be a blessing. Um, Put it on the screen. Y'all ready to go? Stand up. Is there anything I missed? So today, stand up. You can stand up. Have they played it already? Sit down. Y'all ready to play the trailer? Y'all ready to go? Media, I want y'all to watch this. Just one one second. One of our members who is now a producer. Lauren,
3: I want you to think. Lauren, I want you to think about how African-American music is like a quilt. A quilt that goes on a bed? A quilt that is a work of art. Quilts are living history. They contain layers with pieces of material stitched together. Some quilters combine stories and culture from our rich history in this country and sew it all into single quilt. But what do quilts have to do with music? Music does the same thing. We are going to cover the following music genres. The music during the time of slavery, Negro spirituals, the blues, ragtime, jazz, the Harlem Renaissance, gospel the civil rights movement, soul and R&B, and hip-hop. You are going to have fun seeing how each genre is connected to the others, just like a quilt. Is she here?
2: Cynthia? Is Cynthia here? Where's she at? She left. Cynthia Freeman is a member of our church. Her husband is a deacon. Would I say Freeman? She used to be a Freeman, she's a Gibbs now. (laughs) Cynthia Gibbs is a member of our church and she produced this, you really need to see it. It was already um, premiered at the Carver Cultural Center. I saw it live. She's gonna do another one specifically for you, Resurrection um, at five o'clock is that the time? at the Rock, amen, that's the Redland Oak campus. My brothers and sisters, you will be blessed um, if you go there today, take the time out um, to uh, witness um, this incredible evolution. Um, She's a producer, Um, she already has a book out, and um, it very much, she's already won some awards for this. And um, so we just want to support, amen, uh, the arts, specifically in our city, and in our church amen Amen. god bless you god bless you shall we all stand together y'all can stand this time amen all right you know you got to put it on the screen there you go y'all ready who are we (laughs) y'all Father, bless each and every one of us as we leave this place, but never from your presence. Keep us and guide us until we meet again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Give somebody a fist bump before you leave.